1: No one would ever go to this what? many sex-sounding gay bars <laughs> down the spiral staircase
0: with a huh? dancing monkey. Seriously. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Did you buy dog Viagra?
0: Joey, it was nice catching up with you. Okay. Go to hell, Mike. Hey, Joe. Hello, Cameron. And hello to everybody listening. My name's Cameron. That's Joe. I live in Newport Beach. Joe lives in L.A. And every day we get together and we catch up.
1: Hello, Joe. Hello, Cameron. Yeah. Yes, we do. That's what we do every fucking day. I call your ass and we talk on the phone. And so that's why. Is, is it? Does it feel weird to you that we're now actually recording it? And now it's like a show. There's actually a format. Usually it's just us talking about. Uh, what do we usually talk about?
0: We talk about movies and porn generally.
1: Yeah, you know what? That's generally what we talk about movies and porn and uh, uh, making fun of people that we know in common. Yes. Which is But,
0: good. um, is it weird? That's that's your question?
1: Yeah. that we're, well, well, now it's a format. Because, you know, one of the things I always loved about stand-up comedy is you'll be hanging out with a comic... For hours, sometimes before a show, and you're at the bar hanging out. And if you're the host of the show, you're like, "Go, oh, hold up, I gotta go on stage." And then you call that. You're like, "Oh, come into the stage, is a very funny comedian." You've seen him on the Late Show with Craig Ferguson. Give it up for Ke- Patrick Keene, everybody, right? Yeah. And then Patrick Keene, who I've just been talking to and I know very well, walks up on the stage and I shake his hand as if that's the first time I've ever seen him. <laughs> you know. And so uh, I don't know if uh, you have some sort of like, uh, is it so it had that sort of feel, weird, artificial feel to it?
0: I, I think in the beginning, like, we're going to be aware of it. Well, I mean, you're more used to this than I am. We're going to be, I'm going to be aware of it more. But I, I think give it a lo- like, a minute or two, and then we'll be fine. And we're just having a conversation.
1: Now, I know you don't listen to the show, but you know, recently, on a recent episode, I changed your official title from Friend of the Show and All Around Trainwreck to just Friend of the Show. Really? I'm flattered. Well, well, yeah, because I've told people, I've just sort of shared a little bit, but I said that you've turned your life around for the most part. You still do stupid shit, but you're not you're not the you're not the weird um like getting in like gigantic messes kid that you were a year ago.
0: No, my messes are are smaller now.
1: They've gotten a lot yeah, they've shrunk to a lot smaller in fact. You and I uh had a little bit of a tiff because do you want to tell everybody why we had a little bit of a a tiff?
0: Well, I I dropped the ball and I completely forgot to acknowledge your birthday. Yes. And 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 that that was really shitty. I like I, I I have excuses but they don't they don't matter. But um yeah, I don't know. And and I felt really shitty because like you're you've been like the most important person in my life this last year and it just I don't know. I felt like such a piece of shit.
1: Well, it's something we have to work on every day. I think your pen should be every day. You should call me for the next year and say happy birthday. Okay, I- that's what you should <laughs> every day. I just wake up like, wow, it's another fucking birthday for me. <laughs> now, here's the thing, but you know, as everybody knows, my birthday is on the fourth of July. So actually, let's do this. Let's recap our fourths of July, Cameron. Now, everybody on the show here is familiar with uh, friend of the show, Derek. Okay. Yes. But, uh, and I think I shared this on the show, Derek went to your house for the 4th of July. So we should probably incorporate that into the story. But how was the 4th of July? What, what was going on? Tell me about what happened.
0: My 4th of July was extremely mellow compared to years past. It wasn't like a, let's go out and rage and get super drunk. But um, yeah, we like, I woke up with my girlfriend and we made mimosas in the morning and set up for a little like housewarming party. And, uh, we had like 10, 15 people over and a great time. It was, it was very mellow. We should point out,
1: we should point out that you live with your girlfriend in the back house of her parents' house. Yes. Now, what were her parents doing for the 4th of July? Well,
0: her mom was away and her dad was here and he hung out for a bit. And then also her brother came over and her dad and her, and he watched all three Star Wars
1: Interesting, yes. And uh, so then, so now, what time does your party start? Like, and how? Because I'm very curious. Because you really, as much as you've turned your life around, and as much as I have deep respect for the amount of work you've put in to do that, you also are kind of an idiot. And so I can't imagine you prepping for a party. Like, what? So what preparations do you take? Oh no,
0: no, no, no! You're wrong about this. We were essentially prepped for the party the day before.
1: Oh, look at you! yeah. What did you do to prep for the party?
0: Uh, we did a Costco run, got burgers and dogs, got charcoal, so we we just essentially grilled, had a bunch of alcohol, and got everyone else to bring snacks and we we were We were set. I think we only had to do like one thing the day of.
1: All right. There's no. There, are there tables Are there chairs? Like, where does everybody sit? I'm really unfamiliar about where. Like, I've actually never been. I've been in the front of where you live, but I've actually never walked back there.
0: We okay. I first off, I thought you were gonna come over here and we were gonna do the podcast, so I was excited to show you it. But um, it's it's nice. There's like a little patio in the back. There's a deck in the back, and that's where everyone hung out. And I grilled right behind there. And uh, yeah, it. it we were just hanging out in the backyard mostly.
1: You were the worst storyteller ever. Like you can't. you're just like, uh, whatever. Okay, so who were the you're first people? <laughs> who were the first people to come over?
0: Um Kat's friend Kim showed up around two and it was it just slowly built like we got a solid like two extra people an hour until like five and then like my sister and her friend, and then like three other people showed up. What were the most
1: number of people that were there?
0: I think we were at like 13 or 14.
1: Now, let's actually get to the main event here of of what we're talking about is Derek. What time did Derek show up?
0: Derek showed up around three, and it was actually really surprising because I hadn't, I texted him the day before I did Mm -hmm. a group text. But I hadn't gotten any confirmation, and so the day of, I hadn't heard anything, and I was like, oh, he's not coming. But then around 3.30, he just walks in with Will, and...
1: No, we should point out, Will is his friend from Kentucky that was visiting for the week.
0: Oh, that wasn't discussed before?
1: Oh, you don't listen to the show?
0: No, I don't listen to the show. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so they, they walk in around 3 o'clock, and they were great, and... Uh, Will was the life of the party, because he's fat, gay, and from Kentucky, and has the quickest wit. What? Uh, what? What did you say? He's fat, gay, and from Kentucky.
1: What was after that?
0: And has the quickest wit.
1: No. I have a quicker wit than No,
0: wit. I, th- I think he's like the, the Kentucky Joe.
1: Which is the name of my, a drink that I invented. <laughs> it's a cocktail that's going to be served at only certain bars around gay, gay bars in LA. The Kentucky Joe. It's also my vaudeville name. Uh, I go out on stage and I do. Uh, I tell some jokes, you know, with my partner. And um, I'm Kentucky Joe. There's been songs written about me and everything like that. It's it's there's, crazy. There's been songs? Oh, yeah. Like, you know, the style of, uh, you know, the Stephen Foster? No. You don't know. Oh, either. wait, wait, wait. Is he, is he like a
0: comedian with a guitar?
1: Stephen Foster was like a nineteenth century composer who wrote like Camptown Lady sing this song, do da, do-da. He also uh, wrote um uh that's I don't know the words, but it goes like Beautiful Dreamer. Nee, 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 nee. He also sang uh he also wrote Old Folks at Home. dude, super famous. You know every Stephen Foster song out there. They're all like the old timey songs from the eighteen hundreds.
0: So they're like the songs that come on like a keyboard. And like, like the preset, right? yeah,
1: like the Casio keyboard that you get, yeah, yeah, it's all, yeah, because they have no rights. He's been dead for almost 150 years, you know. So yeah, there's no rights to pay to anybody. Yeah, it's exactly. That's exactly <laughs> it's all the songs that play on the ice cream truck when it comes <laughs> when it cruises through the streets. What did you? What, did you ever? I've never seen an ice cream truck cruising through Newport Beach. You don't see them in nice neighborhoods. But, no, uh, I've, I've I've never been to an ice cream truck. Are you fucking joking? No. You've ne- wait, 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 wait. Hold on for a second. So wait, have you ever been? Okay, Cameron, don't be on. Don't do this for the show. To be honest, have you ever been in a neighborhood and you hear like um, ding, 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 and your ice cream truck, and you run outside? You've never had that experience.
0: No, not in my neighborhood. I've I've driven past an ice cream truck doing that, but I've never like. But as a
1: kid, they no. Okay, so here's what I, would happen. Here's what happens when either you're in a ghetto neighborhood or I feel this was more prevalent in uh, the eighties or whatever, but uh here's what would typically happen okay yeah. is you'd be playing with your friends in the street, whether it be baseball uh uh soccer or if I would do fashion show <laughs> you know whatever and uh all of a sudden you would hear like um I know that would be in East LA. You would hear some sort of like a (laughs) song like that, you know, like a Stephen Foster song is actually a good example, right?
0: Yeah, no, I I I know that I'm familiar with the ice cream truck music. And but no, but you
1: don't understand you don't understand the thrill though that would happen when you'd be playing. All kids would just be like, like it would be like dogs hearing their like a whistle or something like the the can opener opening the food. Like all kids just drop what they're doing. And look up. And then there'd be you run to your mom to get like a dollar or two. Yeah. Right. And then you'd run to the ice cream shop and stock it, stop at the ice cream truck. And by the way, it was the worst. Well, no, there's only the one that I liked, The ice cream you ever had this uh good humor uh strawberry shortcake? No. Oh, that is like the best ice cream the ice cream truck. You can buy them anywhere now at supermarkets or whatever. But the strawberry short you know what the strawberry shortcake was? It was essentially like a strawberry ice cream. On a, like a soft dish strawberry ice cream, uh, on a, a stick, and then they rolled it and crushed Captain Crunch berries. Oh, this was right? wonderful. Yeah. So, uh, but that's what I would always get. But then they had all sorts of shit, like, um, uh, like they'd always be like the, on the the ones I never I I probably fell for this like one time, but it was like uh, it'd be like a ghost candy right, and it would be like a candy on the cover you'd see a candy I mean an ice cream sorry shaped like a ghost with like two gumballs for eyes. But whenever you actually bought it, it was it was straight. Never looked like that. It was just like a blob of ice cream with two gumballs just thrown in it. Oh, you could yeah. buy like little toys and little candy bars, dude. I cannot believe you never experienced that. That is well, the most no, amazing I, I, part I've, of childhood. I've
0: ha- I've had those like bars with the gumballs for eyes before, where they're like shaped like SpongeBob or something. But that yeah, was yeah, yeah. Store bought. I I but I've never bought anything from an ice cream truck. I, uh, but I have I have questions, and I've always yeah. I've always felt a little like left out. Yeah, because of this like I, there was always like a I wanted that. There's that was a thought. Mm-hmm. But, um, you did you missed out? Yeah, I did. Okay.
1: Well, they, what was your question?
0: Do they have like ice cream that they just scoop like onto a cone? No. They don't do that. It's no. all like frozen yeah. obstacle tree.
1: It's some um, yeah, it's some like beaner Mexican guy. It's never someone cool. You know, about 10 years ago, and I should have done this. It was right before the food truck uh, craze hit. Yeah. About 10 years ago, I had started undergrad industries my business, and I was had some cash, and I was seriously looking at I should have done this. Imagine how rich I would have been for a day. I was seriously looking into like buying an old ice cream truck, fixing it up, and driving it around Newport with like a hot with hot chicks driving it but making like 50s and driving it around Newport during the summer. Oh my god, yeah. How much like if you imagine on 4th of July if you drove down like PCH or River, you know? Maybe even sell like hot dogs in it or something and just have like hot chicks dressed like in like 50s clothing. I could probably still do it and get away with it, you know? Uh anyway, uh yeah, that, that would have been. That and what if you did you sell good ice man. cream? There are trucks that do it now. There's one called Cool House in L.A. They sell quality ice cream out of this truck, but they don't. They don't drive around the neighborhoods playing the music. That's sort of what was it? Was that call? It was like, it was like the shofar. You know, the Jews have the shofar, that ram's horn that they blow on some holiday. It was like that, but it was for <laughs> no, like I children. Don't. It was for children. And uh, Ice Cream Chuck, uh, uh can't believe you missed it. We're going to – you know what I'm going to do? It's going to be one of our trips. We're going to – take, but then, again, you're not going to have that call. You're not going to hear the siren. It's,
0: yeah, it's not going to be the same.
1: No, it's not going to be like when um, – what are those like uh, – um, those – those mythical creatures that would um would woo the sailors. I think it was the sirens. sirens. Yeah, and then they were actually killing them. Uh, that you never, yeah, you've never heard that. You've never heard the call of the siren of this ice cream truck, and I'm really sad for you. But uh, I will try and get you a strawberry shortcake ice cream, though. Those are pretty good. Anyway, so sorry. How did we get on this? I really have no clue. <laughs> Which you you need to play this episode for your girlfriend. So for everyone listening, uh, Cameron's girlfriend hates me. And she hates me because we went out one time and who knows what she was talking about and she does not hate you and I interrupted her according to her and she doesn't okay then you clarify does she like me?
0: um I think she views you as like my friend and like I don't I don't think she wants much to do with you.
1: Okay. And okay, well, let's talk about this incident. You and I went to go see a comedy show. She went with us. And what was her story? about what happened?
0: Um, she like tried to engage in conversation. And then like she said something. I forget what it was. And you were like, change the conversation to something else. Just, yeah. like, like you, you, like, heard her point, and then you said something completely different.
1: I do that to everybody. I mean, I'm not saying I, that's a good quality, but I think she took it personally. And the, the truth is, I do that to everybody, and it's, it's something I need to work on. By yeah. the way, it, if my brother hears this, it drives him up the fucking wall. And so... Um, it's something i need to work on. I don't think I'm not proud that i do it, but it's just, you know, my ma- my mind is going a million miles a second. I'm all my mouth is always trying to catch up to my brain. That's why I'm talking fast. But what's great about you and i is that uh we no, sorry. What's great about you and me is you have ADD. Yeah. And so whenever i just change the flow of the conversation and like make a hard left, you will just go with it. Yeah. So I'm constantly interrupting you, or you're saying something to change it. But the way, the reason we work is you can just go with that, and then we end up with. A tr- I have no idea what we're talking about. So Derek showed up with, oh, with, <laughs> with Will. I remember, and you made this offensive joke where you said that Will was the wittiest person or quickest person.
0: How is that offensive?
1: Because I am quicker than Will, and you are not allowed to say that uh, he is. Qu- quickly you don't. You don't co- have
0: that cute little Kentucky accent that just. Oh, it's so sweet and buttery. It ma- it makes everything funnier, and his wit was on point. No, you don't. You don't have that. I'm not saying your wit is slow.
1: What? Are you kidding me with this? You need this to meet is... Will. You need to meet. I Will. I talked to Will on the phone yesterday. Yeah. What were your impressions? He was fine. Didn't <laughs> find. I mean, he was nothing wrong with him. And I, I didn't leave that conversation thinking he was had the quickest wit uh, in the east.
0: Uh, well may- maybe I don't know. I don't know why it didn't come across on that phone call because he was great at the party and like I don't being able to pull out southern expressions is just like the coolest. You don't have that.
1: So you're telling me that I'm not funny and I'm not quick.
0: No, I'm saying I'm saying Will's quicker and funnier. <gasps> oh my
1: god. I'm like seriously angry with you right now. I'm not even, I'm not even (laughs) funny for the show. And I think you're being funny for the show because you know, this is going to set me off. So I'm just, I'm just going to like not play into your, I'm not going to play play into this. No, I'm not going to play into your reindeer games. So, uh, uh,
0: all right. So they get that So upsetting for you.
1: I'm not, I, Look, I don't think I'm the quickest person that ever existed. I have friends who are quicker than I am, and, you know, I'm friends with a lot of comedians. But Will is 19 years old. I found that out yesterday. Uh-huh. And, uh, it's from Kentucky. Yeah. They're not known as the quickest people on the planet.
0: Well, Will was quick.
1: So, anyway, uh... <laughs> What's his name? Uh, Derek shows up to uh, your party, and and now what is what what now what, what is, How many people were there when Derek showed up?
0: Derek showed up when maybe five or six
1: people were there. Okay, and now as we know, De- you and I both are madly in love with Derek. Yes, and so how do you introduce Derek to people? Like because it's kind of weird because we met Derek. He was our Lyft driver.
0: Yeah, um, I, wait, I I had a good introduction for him. It was, like, this is, like, the coolest person I know, or, like... What? The most wonderful person. What? Yeah. What about me? Well, this was for introductions. Oh, I mean, okay. All right. And, but Derek, he is the most wonderful person.
1: He's more wonderful than I am.
0: Um, I don't want to get into this, because it's going to... This is a rabbit hole. I don't want to offend anybody. I'm staying neutral. Okay, you're if both, you You're both equally wonderful.
1: Let's say I showed up to your party. How would you introduce me? Okay, I walk in. Hey, everybody who's half my age. Hi, how are you doing?
0: Yeah, th- this is... Uh, how would I introduce you? This is Joe. He's wonderful. He's funny. And he's fat, gay, and Mexican.
1: That's a horrible introduction.
0: You're a horrible introduction.
1: All right, so go on. So Derek shows up and does anything happen? So what do people think of Derek?
0: Um, Derek was like, qu- he wasn't as, as vibrant as Will was. So like, I think at the beginning, like Will was the life of the party, but De- Derek was quiet and kind of like a slow burn. But everyone eventually talked to Derek and like everyone really loved him. And like my sister hung it, like he drove my sister home. My sister asked for his number the next day and like wanted to text him and say that he was wonderful and uh like called me out of the blue to be like I fucking loved Derek.
1: And do you remember yeah. do you remember people do that when they meet me for the first time like uh uh hey I love Joe and uh
0: well I can't think of anyone that that would have met you like that besides like Michael and
1: Oh yeah sweet Michael loved me.
0: Yeah, sweet Michael loved you. Yeah, I feel like that's the only example I I can pull from right now.
1: Well, also, I've made it clear I don't want to meet any of your friends. Yeah. I want to be like this shadow person in your life that just sort of exists. Yeah. Uh, all right, great. Well, that was, and so did any other stories from your fantastic Fourth of July where you hang out with the quickest people you know and the most wonderful people you know? Oh, by the way, and forget to call me on my birthday.
0: Um, no, I don't have anything else for that. How was your fourth, by the
1: way? It was good. I went to, uh, uh, I might save a bulk of these stories for when I joined with my partner in crime, uh, Mike Lawson, who actually does love me. But uh, I went to the home of, uh, you know who Judy Carter is, right? Yes. Judy Carter, a famed writer of the book, um, The Comedy Bible. You know, legendary uh, comedian. I wouldn't say legendary comedian. What would you call a legendary...
0: Stand-up teacher?
1: Yeah. Uh, Judy Carter and uh, my friend Shannon threw a party for me with some comedian friends and uh, had a good time. Pat- friend of the show Patrick Keene, friend of the show Melissa McQueen, her husband Patrick Kilbane, which Judy had a few friends over at the party. Uh-huh. And um, when I went outside, I was uh, I saw one of her sh- one of them. She was watching videos on her phone because I don't know if I've ever discussed this on the show, but friend of the show Melissa McQueen is married to a guy named Pat Kilbane, who was on Mad TV for a few seasons. And so um, she was watching his videos on her phone, and I was like, "What?" And she was like, "Oh, I'm just sorry, sorry. This is super embarrassing. I'm just really fangirling right now because I'm a huge fan of his." And I, th- I find that so funny because I know Pat Kilbane as just. My friend, Pat Kilbane, you know, I don't, I'd never saw him on mad TV. Yeah. I I never watched him on mad TV. So I didn't watch mad TV at all. So I'm very unfamiliar with his work. So to see people like fangirling literally over a friend of mine is very bizarre. What would you do if someone was like, Oh my God, you know, Joe Batance. That would be really weird, but you'd be like, Oh, he's not that great. You got to meet this will. <laughs> he's, he's the real deal. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So uh so there was that then we went to a party with a bunch of comedians, which there was this uh, guy there named Brooks Wheelan. He was an SNL for a, a season last year. Again, I wish Mike Lawson were here because he would be able to appreciate this, but uh this Brooks Wheelan, he uh he he's hot and uh he was wearing these tight tight brown denim shorts. I I was in love I was completely he I would not kick him out on a Saturday night I was trying to make a Saturday Live joke it didn't work yeah that was that was think they'd call me Porn Michaels is that what we do? no that's that's, horrible that's
0: closer but that's
1: closer Porn Michaels that, <laughs> <laughs> I should think a porn and call myself Porn Michaels
0: if if they did an SNL like greatest por- like porn parody <laughs> that
1: would be actually really rad <laughs> Uh. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> so uh, okay, so then that was my bro. Oh, then I went with uh, oh I, no, this is a conversation for Mike for Mike. But I went to uh, everybody on the sh- who's listening. Remember for me to talk about this with Mike when he comes back. But I went to a gay bar with friend of the show uh, Paul, who um, his boyfriend was out of town, and we went to this new gay bar downtown called Precinct. And what's so funny is we're such fucking old fags because. We just had nothing going on at a certain point. So it was like eight o'clock at night. We walk into precinct and it's empty. And uh, Paul says, "Wow, this is the lame bar." He says to me privately, "There's like nobody. We're literally the only people here at this bar." And i was like, "Yeah, what kind of bar is this? Nobody here? Gay bar, right?" And it's actually a really cool space downtown. Yeah. And then around like we were just hanging out. We got so we got like the best spot in the bar because has like a balcony that looks over overlooks downtown, like a, a covered patio, if you will. And so we get like this amazing table that had the best view of downtown. And, uh, uh, we're sitting there and then uh, we're just talking. And then as time goes by, and now it's ten thirty, eleven, 11. Dude, the place gets fucking packed. And you're like, oh, that's right. Cause people don't show up to bars at eight o'clock,
0: <laughs>
1: you know? But uh, we were on this patio and because we had the best view, dude. Uh, Everybody was coming up to us Well here's the other thing too And I don't like to talk about this in the show But I will occasionally smoke Especially in social situations And okay. so I had a pack of cigarettes with me So I had a pack of cigarettes with an amazing view of downtown Dude everybody was coming up to us And talking to us Cigarettes at a gay bar are like the dog in a park For a guy Oh nice You know like when you have a dog in a park and girls I think that happened to you Didn't you house at a dog and like
0: Oh uh, oh yeah no I, I babysat a- you,
1: weren't, you weren't listening to any weren't you No, I was. Okay, go ahead.
0: No, no, no. I babysat a baby or like a puppy golden retriever and it turns you into an instant celebrity.
1: Yeah, well that's what cigarettes do at a at a gay bar. Nice. Thank you. Um you know, speaking of my birthday, um I was, uh, no, no, well so anyway, so let's, let's go back to you, so then uh, 4th of July happens, that's the thing, did you do anything special the next, like, what'd you do the next day now, the next day after 4th of July, what did you do?
0: Uh, I, I worked all day.
1: Where do you work? Now, I know, but the people in the show, you don't know, have to name of the places, but, like, what do you do?
0: I I work at three different restaurants. And uh I had to work at two of them that day. And I served in the morning and then I work at a quick serve place that night. Were you hungover? Um, I really tried not to be. I took it easy, I drank a lot of water, but in the the next morning, yeah, I still felt a little queasy in the morning. I'm I'm getting to a place where like hangovers really take their toll. I mean, I know you I know you've said that Give it a few years and it's gonna get way worse, but like they're starting to get pretty bad.
1: Oh, dude, don't even drink at all when you're in your thirties. Yeah, you hit your mid thirties and all of a sudden it's like because I remember I'd be like your age and I would wake up, I'd be like I'd wake up kind of feeling a little gross and then I'd be like I'll just have an in and out, you know, some in and out and and by noon I'd have an in and out for breakfast and by noon it was immediately gone. I was back to normal. What are we drinking next, right? Yeah, dude, I don't know. It's somewhere in your thirties. I want to say mid thirties. You get you get even a little drunk, and the next you're like useless for like two days. Is, useless. Is,
0: is it a thing that just like happens all of a sudden, or is it gradual? Because I, I know that like two years ago, I was not getting hangovers at all. Like I could just like drink a shit ton. And then wake up, drink a glass of water, and like be cool in like twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. but now now it's like half the day, sometimes all day, but like,
1: you I, know. I don't know the answer to that. I'll tell you why because I really don't drink you know this I'm not a big I'll have a drink, but I'm not like a big get out and get drunk kind of person. It happens maybe, maybe once a year, okay. Yeah. And so I don't know when it happened. It, it, it could have happened somewhere in that in that t- interim where I just didn't get super drunk. So I don't know if it happens all of a sudden or it's gradual. I don't okay. know. I just know that it happened suddenly for me because I don't get drunk that often. And what's funny is it's made me get drunk even less because I'm so afraid of the hangover. Yeah, where like uh, in my twenties, I would get drunk probably more frequently with abandon because I didn't care. I was like, Whatever, I'll have an In and Out burger and uh, that'll be it. But now I'm like so afraid of the fucking hangover that I I I, I watch my drinking hmm. and I try and pace myself because I do not. I try. I don't have. I really try and stay away from sweet drinks. I just truly really try and pace myself because I don't want to get that hangover. Mm-hmm. Now, no, I want to tell a couple of stories and I have a few questions for you because you know, I don't know if you know this, Cameron, but you are a you're not the most important person on the show. I mean, obviously Mike and I are the most important people on the show. I yep. would say a very close second is my cousin Richard. Yes. You know, who's a major part of this show. And then, you know, Mike, whoever Mike's dating is important. But I would say you're up there. You're in the cast of characters that uh, are on this show. And so, like, people are going to have a lot of questions for you. In fact, one of the things I said was I mentioned on a recent episode that you are interested. You're curious about going to Las Vegas for the big Pride 48 event, which is going to be the last week of August this year. Yeah. And I think people would be very excited to meet you. Uh, before you say, before I even tell you anything, before we even get into my other stories, let me ask you this: In your imagination, what happens at Pride Forty Eight in Las Vegas? Um, <laughs> be honest.
0: I'm only going off of your good, dis- yeah. Because
1: I make jokes your here. Your descriptions. I make jokes here all the time about this,
0: and it sounds like a pretty small gathering of people who like kind of know each other and like. I, I don't know if you've said it was sad sometimes, but, yeah, it's it sounds kind of wonderful. <laughs>
1: I don't know, Cameron, if I've ever described it as sad. <laughs> sad. I think that's what you've inferred from what Maybe, I've said.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but I think people would be very excited to see you. I mean, it's not super small. It, it ranges depending on you're between 80 and 100 people.
0: Oh that okay I was thinking more like 40 50.
1: No, yeah. no. It's ranges between 80 and 100 people. They're all there. They're excited to see people in the in the their their favorite podcasts. And uh they, they, whoa, when I, my partner Mike Lawson, when he walks into this room, you would think Jesus carrying uh, a bunch of pizzas and some money walked in the room. <laughs> they get so excited for this Mike Lawson. And uh, with me, they're just like, "Oh, hey," and, like they don't care about me at all. But Mike Lawson, they go ape shit, right? And uh, what's funny is, if you or Richard showed up, uh, yeah. I, I don't know if I can get Richard to show up, but if you showed up, dude, it would be people just so excited to see you. Which would that would you now? Here's the thing: Mike and I have talked about this on the show before, which is yeah. Mike and I elect to do this show, and so we record this show, and they're you know hundreds and hundreds, I'm not even lying here, hundreds and hundreds of people who listen to this show every week. And so we sort of expect some sort of reaction when they meet us. Does that make sense? Yeah. We, we we're because we're the ones putting ourselves Oops because we're the ones putting ourselves out there. Yeah. Okay. But you you're just you. You're just existing. As we've learned you don't even listen to the show. So would that be weird for you to show up somewhere and there are these people that you've never met, that you've never heard of, that have no idea they exist, and they know so much about your life?
0: That would be that would be really weird, and like, so wh- like what I have like a little bit of celebrita, like, among a hundred people.
1: Well, look, here's the thing: not everybody that goes to, okay, th- not everybody listening to Pride Forty Eight goes to Vegas. Only a very small fraction actually do. There's probably, uh, I would say, about five hundred people. If I had to guess, who are huge, dedicated five hundred, uh, pride forty eight listeners? No, okay. and then you have to understand there's more people than that that listen to our show because Mike Lawson brings, Mike Lawson. I will say, I hate fucking admitting this, is really big in the diabetes community. Yeah, like really, he is actually like a diabetes celebrity, which is such a the saddest of all celebrities to be. <laughs> but he well, is like a diabetes deity. Yeah, and uh he's like the Diabetes. That's what he. <laughs> Fuck, dude. He so he's he, he, <laughs> uh, he right? yeah. uh, he the Diabetes, right? And he shows people. So he brings a. You'd be so shocked how many people he brings to the party as well, uh, in terms of listeners. In fact, he just texted me yesterday that he uh, met a woman who found out about our podcast uh through the diabetes community and she was just a huge fan and so excited to meet him and was asking questions about me so uh that being said uh there are a lot more people that would be in vegas that do know about you and know about and have questions about you and and, and uh would want to meet you but yes everybody there would be very curious to meet you and have a lot of questions for you so i guess there you would be sort of like a uh, a little celebrity there
0: yeah yeah, yeah. I, I i guess like that's overstating it i i think it would be weird to have someone like meet someone that knows a bit about my life that i've never met before if that makes sense
1: well one of the things you're most famous for is going to the bathhouse with me which we've already talked about at length yes right and uh so there's no need to recap that we've that's been done it's done and done Okay. But uh, what is sort of, can you give us sort of the update on anything that's happened uh, since then, since the bathhouse? You know, because one of the things I talked about was that, you know, Derek, for instance, is very naive in terms of not only Los Angeles culture, but gay culture. And one of the things I joked about on the show, half joking, because I actually told this to Derek, is that we need to take him to a bathhouse. Is this something you'd be willing to go again and experience with Derek this time?
0: Oh, yeah, no, I, I'd i go again. I'd, yeah. What
1: would you do differently this time, though? I don't know, nothing really. I'd, I think we discussed that we would probably go on a, on a much busier, like a day that we yeah. know be busier.
0: Yeah, no, with, with the bathhouse, I guess, like, like the magic is lost, but I'd love to go with Derek and, like, show him that. I'd, it, I'd be curious to see his reaction. So I'd be more like, I've been there, done that. It's it's whatever.
1: <laughs> I'm a veteran. I'm a, I'm bat- a veteran. Veteran. <laughs> Yeah. They know me here. You walk in, they're like, oh, hey, Cam. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I think like, one of the things you need to bring is like bathroom like uh, flip-flops or whatever. Oh, yeah. Like shower sandals. Yeah. That's lesson number one. Any other lessons you took away? No, not really. No. So uh, on Monday uh, Former student in front of the show Joey Spitz he, 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 It's his birthday And so I offer to take him to lunch He's only in town He lives in New York City But I offer to take him to town uh, To take him to lunch And uh, for his birthday It's his actual birthday I'm supposed to go to dinner with him at night But uh, my cousin Cousin of the show uh, Richard I have this cousin Richard Cameron He's a week younger than me and Gay And uh, he's going to take me to dinner for my birthday so I take Joey to lunch for his birthday. We go to this Plan Check. Remember, you've been to Plan Check, Cameron.
0: A few times, yeah.
1: I think Plan Check is a great go-to place to take someone who's in from out of town. I think it's a great... What do you think of the food at Plan Check there, Cameron?
0: Um, it's really good. It's a good price point. Um, It knows what it is. It's like really just badass American food.
1: Yeah, uh, so I took him to Plan Check, and uh, we had a great time at Plan Check. And then we have, he wants to spend the afternoon with me. So uh, we're taking lifts. You know, the the service lift, the car service. Oh, that's how we met Derek. So we're taking lift rides yeah, why all are over. You, why are you explaining what lift is? Well, okay. Once again, Cameron, Broadcasting 101. People yeah, listening.
0: No, I feel like everyone knows what lift is. Not though.
1: necessarily, because lift really? is only really big in big metropolitan areas like uh, San Francisco, oh, okay. LA. Like if you live in. Uh, uh you know Pocatello Idaho they're not going to have lift there yeah okay. so anyway uh we take these lift rides uh all around the city and um so we we are waiting for one actually and we're we were standing waiting in front of this place called Chabad which is a like almost like the the equivalent of like a fuck almost the equivalent of like a Jewish uh like a Jewish version of like a Christian bookstore Okay. Yeah. What, are, what are you doing? I'm vaping. So it's the. <laughs> what? <laughs> that is so bizarre. Like, I just heard, like, is Darth Vader on the show? <laughs> so, anyway, that is so weird. Anyway, uh, so it's the Jewish version of a Christian bookstore, right? Yeah. So we walk in, and this guy there is wearing, like, a. Uh, Uh, I'm going to say yarmulke, even though everyone Jew that I know calls him a keeper. So just know when I say keeper, I mean yarmulke. Okay. Okay. He's wearing a keeper And he's like, are you guys Jewish? And Joey goes, I'm Jewish. And I go, I'm just uh, Jewish adjacent and just next to a Jew right now. He goes, okay, it's cool. And so we're we're looking around the bookstore. We're waiting for the lift to show up. It says he's like three minutes away. And Joey's poking around and he's asking, like, oh, what is this? And by the way, Joey has just gone surfing. He's wearing like literally like board shorts and like a T-shirt. Okay. Yeah. And and, uh, flip flops. Oh, what's this pendant here? And the guy's like, oh, that's 25 bucks. Like, just stupid shit you talk about, right? Oh, uh, for the record, by the way, Joey is the son of a rabbi. Oh, wow. Okay. So we're like, okay, whatever. And then I see the lift is coming up. He's not going to know we're in the store. So I tell Joey, I go, hey, listen, the lift ride is coming. I'm going to go tell him we're in in here. And he goes, all right. I want my Cameron. I'm gonna hold yeah. you, Mike. I walk into this parking lot. Okay, see the lift guy. Wave. i like, hello, hello. this park right here. We're just, we're just, we're just finishing up in this store, right? Yeah. Walk back inside. Joey is wearing a pink keeper. He has leather straps strapped around his arm, right, like all the way from his like elbow down to his wrist, and his even his fingers are interlaced in this like leather strap. What? And he's holding a prayer card and he's singing a Jewish prayer. What? And I'm like, what the fuck happened? I was gone for 15 seconds. What the fuck happened in the 15 seconds (laughs) that I was gone? Uh, and he was like oh sorry man uh, uh yeah uh, and then he we, he let the guy go like, oh, okay and then like unwrapped Joey finished and then like unwrapped and then we got in the in the car and he explained to me that I guess Jews are supposed to pray this one prayer every day it's like for good not for good luck but it gives you like good bonus points and with Jew, good Jewish bonus Jew points. points. And uh, Joey doesn't really do it, but this guy also gets points for uh, getting others to do it. He belongs to this sect of Jews called Chabad where they do these kinds of things. And, they, and so he, when he – because I wasn't Jewish, he waited for me to leave and then asked Joey to do the prayer once I was gone.
0: Oh, weird. So, yeah, that was that did story. You, did you feel left out?
1: No, I don't I don't have a leather strap wrapped around me.
0: Yeah, but like someone was like waiting for you to leave so they could do something. I don't know, that that's weird. That's secretive. It's not weird to you?
1: No, I just thought it was just super dumb. Hey, listen. So, get this. I also hung out with the the nerd herd yesterday. You're familiar with the nerd herd, correct? Correct. How I want to get your it was look, here's the thing, and I'm going to actually ask your opinion on this cuz I know you and I sort of fall on the same we're on the same political wavelength for the most part. Yeah. And uh, I lo- I want to stress that I really really love the Nerd Herd. Okay? Mm-hmm. I, they listen to the show. I love them to death. I they're my favorite people to hang out with. Okay? Yeah. Remember the Nerd Herd includes Peterson, Kobe, and Jack, who you've never really spent time with Jack. You've only spent time with Kobe and Peterson.
0: Yeah, but I have, like, a tertiary connection to Jack now.
1: Oh, we discussed that, and that's boring for the show. Basically, oh, okay. Jack and oh, yeah. Cameron have a, a mutual friend. I'll tell you this, Jack loves that person. Really? Yeah, we talked about it yesterday. I love that so, person, too. But, yeah, you know go my, on. You know my feelings on that person. So, Your
0: feelings are, I, never mind, that's a whole rabbit
1: hole. Go on. Oh, no, no, let's talk about it. What's his first name again?
0: Uh, Nick.
1: Okay. Uh, this Nick person, right, that's friend, I, who, I, by the way, I've met one time briefly sitting in a car next to somebody, is this super Republican jackhole who worked for no, Karl No, he
0: worked for Karl Rove. He's conservative, but he's a philosophy major. He is thoughtful and... I he's he's not socially conservative at all.
1: Well, you know what? I am actually going to make an argument in your favor because that's part of what's going on with the nerdhood right now. I, I had to actually end a conversation because it was starting to piss me off. Yeah. So, uh, when the gay marriage decision passed, uh, Jack wrote this weird thing on Facebook, right? And it was some, along the lines of uh, about how he was a little upset because... He didn't even say he was upset. He was just sort of mocking the Supreme Court for uh, rewriting the Constitution. Something along the lines of, like, oh, I guess the Founding Fathers were so brilliant they foresaw gay marriage in the Constitution. But it's hard to tell what the nerd heard, because... (sighs) They, they troll hardcore. They are hardcore trollers, right? Yeah. And they love to do it more than anything. And for those of you who aren't familiar with trolling, again, that's another term that I think on the internet is being misused a lot. So when yeah. you see it, people will just use it for anybody who says something negative. That's not what it is. Trolling is when you will take often what is a... Contrary stance to what you really believe in, but you take a, a sort of an extreme stance for the sole reason of causing drama on the internet. And so you might say, like, uh, Hitler was right, okay, and yeah. just to get people all worked up and fighting with you. But it may not be your real position, you know? Yeah. You just say things on the internet with the sole purpose for the what's called the lulls, right? Uh for just your own sense of humor, you just say shit to start fights on the internet. That's a troll and i've known them since high school and they used to do they used to go they used to troll things hardcore in high school they'd go on uh, message boards and troll so i can never tell what's trolling and what isn't with them but I got into it with Jack yesterday, and he started to spit out some stupid conservative bullshit about that. Like, he supports gay marriage, but blue bloobity, blah, 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 blah. And I was just getting, I could feel my blood starting to boil. I could feel the hairs on the back of my neck starting to stand up. And so I said, I, at one point, I just said, look, you know what? Here's the thing. I love you too much. I don't want to get into this conversation. Let's move on. So we did. Yeah. But uh, what are your thoughts on that, uh camera? But anyway, so we hung up with the Nerd Herd. We had a great time apart from that very short time where I, they started to tell me about the... What's funny is they have, and I know they listen, you listen to them talk and I'm like, oh, as smart as I think they are, they have a sort of like a s- a seventh grade uh, nerdy kid's uh, view of the Constitution. And I don't want to get into a big constitutional... Uh, debate here Because you and I Aren't going to debate And that's not the point Of this show But yeah. I was like Oh it's like It's like a seventh It's like a high school Like AP Like uh, AP high AP government Understanding of the constitution It's not like a real world Understanding of the constitution You're like Oh this is sort of What I'm dealing with yeah. And it's like they, you know, they probably listen to this Alex Jones and uh, they're, you know, and then they live in Newport, so they're, con- they're surrounded by Wait, they by listen to
0: Alex Jones? I
1: don't know if they do or not, but I'm just saying it's that sort of, like, dumb right-wing, like... Like, they, like, they're spitting back red. Like, here's the thing. Is Kobe, Peterson, and Jack, I don't think, give two shits about gay marriage. And that's why I kind of think they were trolling me. Maybe. I'm not sure. That's why I didn't want to engage in it. And, uh... But if they do genuinely believe it, it means they, they're surrounded by it. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you've never really hung out with Jack. You've hung out with Peterson and Kobe. Do you want to share your thoughts on them?
0: Um. Yeah, no, I, re- I really like them. They are, uh... Like, Peterson is like really out there and really cool. And, um, I, Kobe and I hit it off. I feel like Kobe and I like could be like friends, friends. And, um, mm-hmm. but Peter, but Peterson was like such a nice addition to the group because he's so mm-hmm. weird and like his humor is so dry. And did, did you tell the story about him getting up and doing the interview at uh, the Indiana Jones thing,
1: yeah, I did. Okay. Uh, yeah. So anyway, that's the nerd herd. And so, like, but other than that, we uh, hung out. Um,
0: How was chicken coop?
1: It was fine. This is boring. We went to this this kind of divey place called the Chicken Coop, but we made the decision just to drink beers there and then go get food at El Toro Bravo, which is a Mexican restaurant that I love—a Mexican like divey taco place, you know. Yeah. And uh, they were they were extremely excited about that because the food at Chicken Coop is just like
0: terrible, terrible,
1: terrible, terrible Terrible and and not expensive. But for seven dollars, we got amazing Mexican food at El Toro Bravo, as opposed to eleven dollars for a chicken fried steak.
0: Oh, what are you talking? No, 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 no. no. It's like. I mean, they're happy hour specials. I'm assuming you were. Oh, no, we missed happy
1: happy hour hour, because happy hours from two to five and they work.
0: Yeah, never mind. Never mind. Their ha- their happy hour specials is is or where it's at. Yeah. But
1: the food is terrible. So it's not the nerd herd, but but what do you how do you cuz you live in Newport Beach, but you you lean left. How do you deal with these people that you love like a Nick who have opinions that are so diametrically opposed to the ones that you hold?
0: Um I don't really keep friends that have like anti-gay stance or like any 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 social left-leaning is like i don't i don't really have many friends that think that way all my friends are pretty liberal
1: well i'm sure i'm gonna hear about this from the nerd herd but i don't think that they're opposed to gay marriage
0: no but but like i don't know anyone that wouldn't be like adamantly supporting it
1: Again, it's it's this is and this is where it gets and 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 people on the left le- learn need to learn to be a little more nuanced here. Even though I don't think it's hard, I think everyone has people like this. It's tough with the nerd herd, and it's tough with Orange County version of Republicans, the Orange County Republican, because. Yeah there's so much more going on does that make sense like it's not so it's not so black and white with them in that uh, i would say the typical orange county republican loves gay people loves uh Uh, would support gay marriage it has to do with the fact that i believe there is an intense hatred for whatever reason of the obama administration of the current administration of the way things go and the current state of government so that anything that that state tells that that says is right even if they support it they're gonna say is wrong is also a tendency to rely very heavily on what they hear either from friends or fox news but they may not necessarily believe it as much as they are towing a party line i think it's sort of the same way with most of these Republican candidates don't believe it. Ted Cruz might. Mike Huckabee might. Donald Trump. I think – actually, Donald Trump I think is a good example who doesn't really believe. I don't think Donald Trump gives two shits about gay marriage, right? He yeah. says it because he feels it's what he needs to say for the points, you know. But there are people like the Rick Santorum – actually, probably most of the Republicans don't like it. But Jeb Bush doesn't give a shit. Chris Christie doesn't give a shit, even though that's what they say and lip service. Uh, yeah. But uh, and I think they're more like that. I think the Orange County Republicans say things just because, like, for instance, here's a perfect example with the Obamacare. As we all know, or maybe we don't know, the the bare bones of Obamacare, it's the reason Mitt Romney passed it in Massachusetts, it was a Republican idea. It was uh, created by the think tank um the Heritage Foundation in the 90s as a response to Hillary Clinton's uh, proposal of a single payer tax system, a single payer system for healthcare. And so they, no, 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 that's bullshit. Here's our version, which is essentially what we have now with the yeah. Affordable Care Act. But now that Obama pushes it, now the Democrats push it 20 years later, they're like, no, this is horrible. This is horrible. This is the worst thing ever. And it's the worst thing ever because the Obama administration and the Democrats pushed it and you have to learn once you start to see this politics is that politics is now no longer really about ideology it's about which whose team is winning it's like yeah. the same thing as with do the people in San Diego really care if the Padres win versus the LA Dodgers when they're playing each other no they care about it because they're conditioned to like it because they happen to live close to that team but they don't really have an investment Those play the people on those teams are just millionaires millionaire soldiers you know they're just like Hesha who just come in and uh, and play for them and it's the same thing with the demo when you get to that that level of politics it really isn't about ideology. It's about our team winning and your team losing and who gets the most points. And uh, that's sort of the thing there. But it, but I guess where I'm a little disappointed is because I, I sort of figured that the nerd herd would sort of see that, would sort of understand that and uh, see the game for what it is. Now, of course, they're going to hear this and tell me that they do. Uh, but and then they're going to give me some bullshit answer. I mean, I'm sure another follow up episode with Jack it would be very interesting. But here's the thing. If I get Jack on this show to talk about this, I'm going to have a secret weapon in my back pocket, which I will not discuss on the show. Because what if we do it, then it won't be a secret weapon. Thank you.
0: He's gunning for you, Jack.
1: I'm coming for you, Jack Mulcair. Yeah. Thank you.
0: Anyway. Uh... Yeah, well, well, you're. At, I, I don't really know many people like that. I feel like all my friends voted for Obama besides maybe <laughs> That's... All right, you need to cut that out.
1: I'll just bleep out his name. Yeah,
0: I meant uh, to say I meant to say Nick.
1: Yeah, yeah, but that's because your most of your friends are liberal. But once again, those people listening, I'm also just so people know, I'm I'm very centrist. So I'm not like a fire breathing liberal. I'm actually very very centrist. But I think in certain time in certain in certain ways. Uh, uh, <laughs> I have a lot of respect for people who, even if they're on the right, if they're centrist on the right, I just have a trouble with people who are on the extreme. And I guess I sort of felt... I have to tell you something. I'm lumping Kobe here. I think Kobe is closer to my viewpoint. All right? So I'm going to take Kobe out of the picture. Yeah. I think it's really Jack and, to some lesser extent, Peterson. But Peterson really is, of the group, the sort of master troll. So it's really hard to know where peterson's point is on this right and where peterson truly lies he's like a yeah he's like a wraith you know he's he's everywhere right even though i think he leans i know he leans right specifically fiscally but i don't think he really gives a shit uh socially anyway this is boring to everybody i think don't you think yeah it's pretty boring sorry i'm sorry i'm taking away from your vaping time are there any stories you want to share with the audience cameron I really don't have many stories, no You're you're a fascinating person to do this podcast with I'm not going to lie, the only reason I did the podcast with you was because you have a microphone Thank you You're welcome You're the one that said I was uh, not quick, nor charming uh, And and you would uh, introduce me as a fat gay Mexican to your friends
0: No, I said wonderful person first
1: Cameron, uh, do you have anything you need to promote? Any sort of uh, music? I know you make music, any kind of website you want to promote on here, people can check out. How can people find you? How can people check you out on the internet?
0: Um I don't really do Twitter, I'm not really on Facebook. Uh, no, I don't I don't I don't really
1: have anything I want to plug. I'm good. But you make music. Do you, is your music available anywhere? Your horrible EDM music? It's not it's not really EDM,
0: but um I think I think my soundcloud is like soundcloud.com slash showerbeer. The name needs to be changed soon, but Shower B- B-E-E-R? Yeah. If you now wanna people-
1: hear if you wanna hear terrible electronic music, go to soundcloud.com slash showerbeer, correct? Ex- exactly. Uh Cameron uh Do you want to say goodbye? It was nice catching up with you, Cameron.
0: It It was nice catching up with you, too, Joe. Go to hell. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash CU Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at CU Podcast. Email us at guys at CUPodcast.com, or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. Um, yeah, I mean um uh
1: um um
0: um uh, um, uh, um use action to defeat worry and fear. Do something to change what can be changed and you'll no longer be afraid.